Before the start of this next episode, I wanted to thank you all for taking the time to listen, comment, share and give me feedback on this podcast, Protect and Serve. When I set out on this journey to create a new and fresh podcast on the lives of our men and women in policing, I would never have thought it would have received as much support as it has. My goal now is to get more and more people to support the show, so I in turn can support two incredible organisations, PTSD 999 and Trojan Wellbeing, both supporting men and women of our emergency services who are affected by mental health from the challenges they face in their professional lives. So please, if you haven't already, like, follow and share the show so we can all help those that help us when we need it most. It means so much to me and it means so much to them. Thank you. Welcome to Protect and Serve, the podcast that delves into the incredible lives of police officers across the United Kingdom and around the world. I'm your host, Oliver Lawrence, and together we will embark on a journey to explore the untold stories of those who dedicated their lives to protecting and serving their communities. You may be sitting there wondering why I chose to start this podcast. Well, let me share with you a little bit about myself. I served as a uniformed officer for over a decade. During my time, I witnessed firsthand the immense sacrifices that officers make daily. From confronting dangerous situations to offering a helping hand, their dedication is unwavering. These experiences left a profound impact on me, even after I hung up my uniform. I created the podcast to shed light on the extraordinary work of police officers, not just in the United Kingdom, but across the globe. Each episode will feature riveting interviews with these brave men and women, offering you a glimpse into the challenges they faced, the triumphs they celebrated, and the personal journeys that brought them to this noble profession. But it's not just about the heroic moments, it's about the individuals behind the uniforms. We'll explore their passions, their motivations, and their unwavering commitment to protecting and serving their communities. This podcast isn't about promoting any particular agenda or glossing over the often complex nature of policing. Instead, it's a platform to celebrate the diverse perspectives and experiences that exist within the law enforcement community. We will address the tough questions, engage in honest and courageous conversations, seeking to understand the myriad of roles and responsibilities that come with being a police officer. Whether you're a fellow officer, someone aspiring to join the police, or a curious listener seeking to gain insight into the lives of those who wear the uniform, Protect and Serve has something for everyone. So join me as we embark on this eye-opening journey, sharing stories that will inspire, enlighten, bring a tear to the eye, and create a better understanding of the dedication and sacrifices police officers make to keep us safe. Thank you for joining me on this adventure. Together, we'll explore the heart and soul of those who proudly protect and serve. Well, welcome to another episode of the Protect and Serve podcast. And again, season three and amazing guests, amazing stories and lots of inspiration for people that have um, such an interest in a vocation which is um, provides many different challenges and it requires many different supporters and people that can advocate and push and support and promote all the positive and good things that policing 
um, does in communities. And since joining what we commonly refer to as police Twitter, I've been closely following and watching on as a young man inspires the next generation of police officers that come up through the ranks. I think not only inspires the future generations of policing, but inspires all of us uh, in policing and out of policing, uh, that there are so many people that want to help um, show the positive side of policing and also to support those that may have been affected adversely through policing. And, you know, one of those charities is Care of Police Survivors that supports the families and the children of police officers that have lost their lives in the line of duty. But without further ado, I have a young man here who has a Twitter following of over 13,500 followers. His um, byline is, uh, or his hashtag, or his Twitter handle is, or I should say X handle these days in 2024, is at short arm of the law. He's the youngest, most senior officer I've spoken to so far on the podcast. ACCJ, welcome to the Protect and Serve podcast. First of all, welcome to the show and how are you? Thank you. I'm good. And so, Jay, I am so intrigued by your story and what you've been doing for policing. I've been following all your tweets over the past couple of months. and Obviously, you're embarking on a new bleak test charity run. But I wanted to I'm going to start right at the beginning. Where did your love of policing come from? It started at so at young age. I started liking Law and Order, starting at Spider Man, then gradually changed to Police Officers, where it's stayed now. And I've just loved having Law and Order and everything. It's amazing, and I and and what I'm so fascinated by because my love for policing started at a very young age. You know, I used to watch the police cars racing around the streets of Croydon, and I used to watch the Bill. And as I've said in a few of my episodes, and I've been very lucky to have him on the show, Graham Cole, who was an actor in the Bill called Tony Stamp, he was sort of one of my inspirations in joining policing. Do you do you get a thrill out of seeing you know the police officers in uniform and the cars racing around? Does that inspire you to want to pursue policing as a career? Yeah, it does. And and where did it where did where did it come from in terms of appointing yourself as the assistant chief constable? Because I love that about this, that you are ACCJ and you have your own uniform, which I absolutely love, and you've got such an incredible collection of policing attire. How long has that collection taken you to sort of develop and gather? That started in about twenty twenty. In twenty twenty, up to now. So for the last four years, you've been collecting all this incredible policing um, attire and, and hats. So tell me about your um, championing of police officers on Twitter and your your charity raising. What what how why is that important to you? Um, I just feel that it's important to just make sure everyone's happy and make sure that no one's getting too upset. And, and and many people, you know, when you when I look at your Twitter and I look at the responses, it's 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 quite clear to me that many people admire your dedication and even see you as an inspiration. How does that make you feel? It makes me quite happy, but I feel like it's just more for cops than anything else. And and what are the things that you've been doing to raise money for cops? And I, I suppose we're talking about care of police survivors here. What are some of the initiatives that you've been doing to to help raise money? So it, 
was a bike ride, then a auction, mm. then the, then a 5k walk in full right gear with a right shield as well, um, and then 20 walks, and now the a bleep test every week for a year. And how's that bleep test been going? Are you doing much training or have you just jumped straight in at the deep end? I've just been doing it and I believe I might be doing one today. Mm. Um, And yeah, yeah, I've jumped in. And 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 I'm and I'm really fascinated. Obviously, your biggest supporters will will ultimately be your family and your mum and dad and your and your siblings. How has that support been important to you? Um, it's been quite important to me because without them, I feel like it might it could have ended because of the things some people said to me at school about how it's quite dumb. But yeah. They've helped me through it. So, so you're you've just recently started high school, um, yeah. haven't you? And what was that transition like from primary school to high school? Because it's a big move, and it can be a bit intimidating, a bit overwhelming. Because there's generally hundreds more kids to deal with, new people to meet. How have you found that transition? At the start, it was quite hard, but now I've been quite. It's been quite easy, and I've even reached the bronze award, which is 175 award points. Wow, amazing! And and what's your activity? How active are you in sport? What are your interests and hobbies outside of school? And you know, and and obviously bearing in mind that the the policing that you do and the championing of policing is a big part of your life. But do you have any other interests? Um, definitely with one sport, if I can get this down. Sure, um, please do. I've got a gold medal in basketball um, okay. when I was in primary. And I've done a lot of football, quite a bit of basketball and stuff like that, and also rugby. Wow. So you're a multidiscipline sports enthusiast, which is fantastic to hear. So I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to understand if there's are there any particular inspiring policing stories that you know um that you've seen in the last few years which have demonstrated to you what policing means to the communities um mainly um, the ones where um, like like the good things which are very inspiring yeah and have you've you've met many different types of police officers from many different backgrounds and many different expertise what are some of the if you had some highlights of your time meeting different police officers because you've had a couple of trips to london you've met some firearms officers you know you've met some mounted officers you've met all sorts of officers in different areas what so what the areas that fascinate you the most and that you think Obviously, on your on your road to becoming the assistant chief constable, or maybe you know, of the Metropolitan Police, what are some of the roles that you think that you may pursue in your policing dream? Um, definitely the dog part, the dog unit. Mm. Um, yeah. And have you had any experience in hanging out with a dog handler? Um, I've met a few, and it was quite fun. 
And what are the, what are the what are the what are your observations of how the dogs interact with both the police officers and the offenders and the drug dogs and and you've, it, it's a, it's a very interesting area of work and it can very much change the difference between finding offenders and losing them with the ability of a dog's sense of smell is incredible. That must be quite an fascinating sort of insight. Yeah, I've seen how disciplined them are. They are. I wish my dogs are more like that. <laughs> but yeah. So I'm so let me let's talk about this um, ACCJ. Obviously, this Assistant Chief Constable rank. Where did that Where did that come from? Why did you pick that particular rank? Is there who inspired you, or is it something that you came up with? Um, I just keep getting promoted <laughs> by other police officers. Um, it started as just a black shirt, and then well, PC. Then I was ranked up to sergeant and then kept on getting ranked up and then on the memorial football match for sam cole i got ranked up to chief no to acc wow and and then with that becomes this incredibly smart and you know incredible looking tunic that you wear and you've even got your own hat which i absolutely love and adore it looks absolutely fantastic how who's i'm sure mum has a part to play in this in sizing you up for your your uniforms would i be right in saying that yeah yeah it's all cobbled together isn't it yeah i can this tunic is all sort of cobbled together from bits and pieces that we've been sent lovely look at that <laughs> That's amazing. Very impressive. And you've even got some ribbons there and some medals and oh. And I assume that's a whistle in your pocket there. It is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, Should I blow it? No, don't blow it. You'll blow his ears off. <laughs> so, 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 so Mum, I've got a question for you, if I may. It must be yeah. um incredible to see a young man with uh such dedication and inspiration in championing a cause which is so important in all of our hearts in terms of what policing means to the community for you to see this what's you know what you know what's the sort of feelings and emotions that run through you when you when you get when you take part in all these activities with jay so proud i have to admit so proud he um he comes up with all these things himself and we just sort of then have to work out the logistics behind everything <laughs> um especially the london walk that was that was quite difficult um but i mean everything he does and, and his passion for the police and and officers is just absolutely amazing it's because of his autism he he has he likes certain things they, they fixate on certain things and obviously mm. policing is what he has fixated on and it is his coping mechanism, and it, he's come out of his shell so much by meeting so many different police officers and getting to to know all the bits and pieces. And it's it's just absolutely fantastic to see. It really is. And is there a history of policing in your family? Is that where the inspiration come from? Because obviously, it's something that often is reflective, maybe in a family member who who just gives that touch of inspiration. Or is it just something you picked up on? His his dad is a police officer. He's a Leicestershire police officer. Um, so he went from being a, a PCSO uh, through to um, response PC and is now currently a um, DMI officer. Um, 
So he's he's done lots and lots of different things. Um, and he he just want, wanted to be like his dad and you know just have that. Everything is black and white to him. So there is the policing fits in so well with it because mm. it is either good or bad. Um, it it is just so lovely to see and and so lovely when he's you know he's in his element when he's with the different police officers when he's with the cops charity it is it's just so so lovely to see and it it must inspire other kids young people and adults who may be um, dealing with the challenges of autism on different levels and different severities in terms of sort of the the coping mechanisms that they can find and the comfort that they can find in having an interest and a passion in something I, I certainly hope so. I mean, I, I know a lot of, of autistic people struggle with with police and, and you know, the, the fear of it. And hopefully what he does shows the good side and shows that the police aren't scary. They are there to help you. You know, it's just, it's a good thing. It's, you know, it's, I mean, he's had, he's had a lot of Mickey taken out of him for, for supporting the police and, and things like that. But for as far as I'm concerned, I'd rather him go down the policing route mm. than than go the other side of it. You know? but, uh, but but on the flip side, if I could ask this question, what are sort of the important elements that policing has got to recognise when it deals with people that do have challenges which aren't always visible? You know, obviously there's 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 different ways that we have to interact with people and understand and empathise that they may find policing intimidating or overwhelming or be fearful of an authoritative figure, and policing not really be uh, aware sometimes of sort of how to deal with with people that are facing different challenges. Is there sort of advice or guidance that you think would be helpful to overcome some of these challenges? Um, I'm I'm sure there's there's plenty of people out there that've got lots more um, sort of information on this than i have but certainly from our point of view it's it's talking to them and it's finding out and it, it's not just going straight down that they are naughty and they are you know it's it's just mm -hmm. taking the time and and recognizing i think there does need to be slightly more training on how to to deal with with autistic people within the police mm. uh, i mean certainly all the officers that we've met I, they are Obviously, they're there to see Jay, and they know he's autistic, and they know how they, you know they they look to us for how to deal with him. Mm. Um, but I, I suppose I mean my husband deals with a lot of, of people, and he can recognise people quite easily who do have neurodiversity because mm. um, we ha his older brother has ADHD as well. So mm. yeah, we can kind of see the difference between the two, mm. um, and it, and it is just a lot of of being more understanding and, and more gentle with them and taking your time with them really. Mm. Um, and, and not use, not be quite so abrupt and, and, and mm. listening to what they say, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, no, but, and I, so, as I've, I've said on the podcast in previous episodes, you know, the biggest skills in policing is our ability to communicate, but part of that communicating yeah. is being a good listener because yes, you, know, you, you can, you can take in a lot more and understand a lot more by listening. Jay, I've got, um, a question for you sort of so part of part of the police training and sort of the development of policing is the i was just intrigued and, and this isn't a trick question i'm just wanting to know if you have started studying sort of like the phonetic alphabet like your alpha brava charlie delta are you are you up with that 
not yet. <laughs> you haven't started exploring the, you know, when I when I got to when I got to 13, 14, you know, I because I joined the police cadets. That was my route into policing. I started learning the phonetic alphabet because I always thought that that was that would define a police officer would be their ability to recall the phonetic alphabet. But um, so tell me about the future. Let, let, let me say, so obviously, you've got school to um, to get through over the next five years and college yeah. and maybe even university. Um, but um, what does the future hold for you in terms of your of the work that you'd like to do with raising money and awareness for policing? Have you got sort of ideas that you're yet to reveal to mum and dad and some bits and pieces that you want to do? Um. There is. When I'm older, I might just get a few people, like a few group of people, try and find a good pitch to play football and raise money by doing a charity football match mm. or rugby match, I Right. And, and tell me, have you ever been to sort of a metropolitan police football game? Have you have you, have you had the chance to see some of that? No, no, you've been to the last one. I've been to the last one, but not the metropolitan one. You have. Fantastic. Okay. Well, and so bleep kind, so your bleep, I was saying bleep kind because that's a, another Twitter handle group that talks about the bleep test. How long is this challenge that you're embarking on at the moment with your bleep test? Um, it's going to take all year because we're doing one every week for a year. Um, so far, how many have we done? Uh, we're doing the third one today. Today's third one that we're doing, so yeah. And do you have any expectations around fundraising? Do you have sort of a figure in mind that you would like to hit or are you just satisfied with anything that comes through the door in terms of sort of that being a positive outcome? I'm just happy with if anyone donates so that you can give some money to cops. I'll give the money to cops. And when's your um, next outing or visit publicly? Is there any sort of events coming up that you're going to be partaking in and going to visit? Have you got anything planned for the future? Uh, I think we've got plans like the lakes. We have likes for the lakes. That bit's planning going on. It's in June. That's in June, now, so. That's so, the only thing. So lots, lot, yeah. So, so, so not the diary isn't full yet, but I'm, I'm assuming that you're in demand. I, I would have you. One of my police events to cut a ribbon, I can tell you that that would be amazing. But um, so what I wanted to do while I had you on the line. Now, I said a number of months ago that, you know, I do this thing called Cop of the Month where I have four people that I nominate um, for Cop of the Month. And because they're the people that I think have made an impact in policing, it could be around um, investigations. It could be around um their impact around um police welfare it could be to do with diversity and recently i announced that i was going to do cop of the year and cop of the year was for people that i'd identified as being very influential and people that had done an awful lot to have a positive impact on policing and i had two nominees and i think both of these you'll probably know the first one was a chap called tom gaymore tom is uh, a broadcaster and uh, supports and does a lot of work with policing insight which is a publication and goes out on a lot of um ride-alongs he sits in the back of police cars and observes what the police are doing and he reports on that and shows the incredible work that goes on the second one was Brick Cop, 
who I'm sure you probably have heard of, and I'm sure he's done many, many probably little Lego figures of you in the past. Um, And I'm still waiting, and I hope he listens to this episode, I'm still waiting for the podcasting Ollie to come out via BritCop, but uh, hopefully that will come in the future. And I nominated those two individuals as being my cops of the year or the two nominees for 2023. And what I had made up was, I don't know if you can see it, I've got a mug here that says, oh, wait, 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 what's going on? Hang on, let me just read it. Cop of the Year 2023, protect and serve stories from the front line. So I had this little mug coming up. Now, both of those individuals reached out to me and said, listen, Ollie, there are some fantastic other people out there that are doing great things for policing. Um, So, you know, we would like, you know, we're very honoured to receive this nomination, but... um, can we have a quiet chat you about somebody else that we think deserves this cup and this recognition? And the person that the three of us came to the conclusion that has done so much for policing in the last 12 months in terms of the positivity and the and the money and the awareness they're raising is you. So for 2023, I'm making you, ACCJ, the Protect and Serve podcast, Cop of the Year for 2023, to say thank you ever so much on behalf of me and all my colleagues and former colleagues in policing for all the work that you do and continue to work and that your parents do to champion policing because it is a job which sometimes gets a hard time. It's a job which is very difficult. You know it. Your dad does it, and he'll be able to express all these things. And to have people like you in our corner – championing us and doing all the amazing stuff you do we couldn't be more thankful so this mug which i have here and a couple other bits and pieces and trinkets that i've collected for you over the last couple of weeks i'm going to put in a box and i'm going to send up your way to add to your collection of memorabilia so listen i want to say a huge thank you very much and i wanted to you know you inspire me you inspire many other people and and a massive thanks to your mum and dad i just want to say thank you yes Yeah, absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Mum, thank you ever so much for all that you're doing. Uh, It is greatly appreciated. I can tell you it doesn't go unnoticed. You know, there's 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 quite a few of us, you know, floating around that see all this work going on. And it it means an awful lot to all of us. So thank you ever so much. It's yeah, it's a pleasure to do it. It is. It's so nice to see the positive side of policing and, Mm. and to push it as much as we can. Um, and and it's it's down to all the hard work that everybody else does, really. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's you know, policing is a big family, and uh, regardless of whether you're in it or out it, you never you know, as we say, our rain uh, our veins run with blue blood for one reason and one reason only because we know we want to support each other and what you guys are doing is um is phenomenal. So Jay, just in closing, so. Um, thank you ever so much for coming on the show this this morning i know everybody was dead chuffed to hear that you were coming on and we're looking forward to seeing and hearing from you if you have a message for people out on twitter what is that message that you would like to pass on to everybody i just want to say thank you and just keep smiling well jay listen thank you ever so much for coming on the protect and serve podcast this morning it's been an honor having you on it's been an honor to see all your bits and pieces that you've got there that t-shirt you're wearing is absolutely fantastic uh, i'm incredibly jealous of the load-bearing vest that you have hanging on your chair there with a set of handcuffs i don't have that stuff anymore so listen thank you ever so much for coming on the show we wish you all the very best for this year's bleep test challenge one run a week honestly that should inspire all of us to get out there and run 
Um, I know I could I could do with a bit of running for the before the cricket season comes. Um, and uh, listen, we're going to keep following you, keep interacting, keep watching, keep supporting. I know I've made a donation. I would encourage everybody else to make a little donation, whatever you've got. And uh, yeah, listen, let's catch up maybe towards the end of the year and see how things are going. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks, Jay, for coming on the show. This podcast is brought to you by the Public Safety Foundation. The Public Safety Foundation and its supporters are on a mission to make the UK the safest place to live, work and raise a family. This crime-fighting mission is one that many of Protect and Serve's guests have contributed to. Find out more and join those already supporting the Foundation's mission by visiting publicsafetyfoundation.uk. Protect and Serve is an independent podcast hosted, produced and edited by Oliver Lawrence.